Welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to making life more enjoyable for young families by hitting on the financial topics that tend to weigh on us, stress us out, and distract our focus from simply enjoying life. Hello and welcome here to the next episode of this Raising Your Investment Mindset series. This series, we're wanting to help you to reframe how you may view the scary unknown that is investments, therefore be able to, you know, utilize them in a more constructive way to better reach your goals and therefore make life more enjoyable. That would be great, right? So uh, as always, if you like what you're hearing, please make sure to subscribe or follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, clicking the stars, leaving the reviews. It really, really helps us reach the quite literally millions of other young families out there that are just like you. Last week, we discussed how our perceptions are based on what we hear and what we see. And when it comes to investments, Hollywood tends to only put out very negative ones, which can increase our uneasiness, decrease our likelihood of taking the steps we need to through investments or advice. So if you haven't checked out that episode yet, you definitely want to do that soon. Today's episode is titled Winners and Losers Are Temporary where we're going to cover just how, like every dog has its day, every area of the market tends to have its time in the lead, and how to emotionally make the most of that fact. The goal for today's episode, so what we've been saying is the, if you can say this at the end of the episode, then you have succeeded statement, is I better understand how to view my winners and how to view my losers. So I better understand how to view my winners and to view my losers. Now, horse racing is something that a lot of people enjoy. It is not at all my thing. Gambling in general is not something that I really partake in, something that I find enjoyment in. That's just me, uh, which, I mean, as a financial advisor, that's probably a good thing. You don't probably want a financial advisor that loves gambling. But when it comes to the horse racing triple crown event, I always find myself somehow or another, you know, at least in front of a television for one or two of the races because I'm the weird one and most people like to actually watch this stuff. So let's say that I'm watching the, you know, second or third race in the Triple Crown series. I don't know what they're called, but, you know, I know there's three of them. More times than not, the horse that is the one that, you know, won the prior round is most likely going to be the one that's the favorite for the next race, right? You know, Hey, I mean, if they were faster than everybody last time, why wouldn't they be the fastest this time around, right? So it's logical for our minds to go in that way. If something worked for me last time, it's probably going to work for me the next time around, right? While logical, while very common sense, when it comes to investing, this pre-built human tendency winds up hurting us long-term many more times than it helps us. And as we've talked about before, there are all different areas of the market. There are large companies, small companies, U.S. companies, foreign companies, uh, growth companies, value companies, government bonds, high-yield bonds, real estate. So each one of these areas tends to have times where it does really well and other times where it does poorly compared to the other areas of the market. Real estate is the most recent example of this that we just went through. In 2021, the index went up over 45%. In 2020, it went down over 11%. So our human tendency would be, after 2020, let's sell this. It went down 11%. Get me out of there. It went down, lost money, 
let's try, you know, something else. That would be the normal, logical human reaction, right? In 2021, though, it would have produced the exact opposite action. Hey, this is the best area ever. Let me please put more money into real estate funds. So far this year, as of January 31st, 2022, the real estate index is down around 6.5%. So as you can see, our pre-built human tendency would have had us pull money out after it went down 12% or so in 2020. So what we would have missed out on it going up 45%. But then that same tendency would have said, oh, wow, real estate's great again. Let me put money back into it after 2021, after it went up 45%, after we missed it, only to see it then decrease so far this year through the end of January in 2022 by 6.5%. So we see the problem, right? It's pretty easy. It's pretty apparent. People tend to do the wrong thing because they're following what just happened thinking that what just happened is an indicator of what is going to happen next. Now, what's the solution, right? The first part of this is, in my opinion, and most opinions I've seen, is to try not to guess what's going to do well or not. So this is called marking market timing, trying to guess what areas we think are going to do well. There is no study that I've ever heard of or found that says, This is anyhow plausible in the long term. I mean, if there was someone out there who guessed right every single time, every single year, I'm pretty sure that everybody's money would be, you know, with them by now, right? They they are knowing what they're doing if they guess right every single year. And the last one I've ever heard that said they could do this, I think was Bernie Madoff. And that didn't exactly work out too well. So I would be very, very skeptical about anybody out there who is saying that they can do that kind of a thing. Winners and losers, when it comes to different areas of the market, have been temporary when you look back at history. Emotionally, though, selling something that just went up a bunch is not easy. So one thing to remember is that most returns are due to what area of the market, what box, so to speak, your fund may be in. So ABC Large Growth Fund and DEF Large Growth Fund will likely have similar returns, very similar returns, just because they are in the same box, the same area of the market. This can sometimes help us remove that emotional attachment because it's not that we stumbled upon some magical, mythical fund. It's we happen to be in the right broad area, the right box of the market which probably just happened to do well in that particular year. So in our practical application of this, we do something called rebalancing. Rebalancing is basically taking the areas that did well and selling them and putting those funds into other areas that did not do well and buying them. This can be done on an annual basis, quarterly, monthly, even weekly, depending on the program. So for an example, to kind of help us understand what this means, if large growth, that box, is supposed to be 10% of our portfolio, but it does so well compared to everything else that it goes up to 15% now, there's too much now in that piece. Rebalancing says, I sell that extra 5% when it's high and invest it into another area of the portfolio that is below where it is supposed to be when it's lower. Now, for most ordinary investors, this is not something I would recommend doing on your own. 
as you need to build out those ranges of how far different areas can stray and may be very you know, difficult and you have to be diligent about it and you have to be emotionless about it when this is going on. And that's a tall task for anyone. If you saw in that same example, large growth did so well that now it's 15% of the portfolio, human tendency says, well, maybe it's going to go a little bit higher. Maybe it's going to go all the way up to 20% of the portfolio. I don't want to get out of it now. But that's the mentality where you know, you're not going to pull out of it until it starts going down. And that is when you kind of miss the high more times than not. So this rebalancing is what helps us do a diversified approach. So when we use an advisor who uses rebalancing, you know, they can help us with this. And obviously that's my first choice because I'm biased. I am an advisor. But if you're doing it on your own or through a work plan or you're using an allocation or target date fund, you know, these are things that are built in when it's an allocation or a target date fund. I would, again, not recommend somebody trying to manage individual pieces and do these, this rebalancing because you have to be, again, completely emotionless about it. You have to have the ranges set, and as soon as it hits the ranges, boom, you're rebalancing. Or some plans allow you to do it automatically on an annual or a quarter, quarterly basis. So it, it needs to be something that's automated, and if you're looking at it and you're saying, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll remember to do it, you're not going to remember to do it. If you're going to say, oh, I'm going to just wait for it to go a little bit higher, you're going to wind up missing those kind of opportunities when it is high, and it's going to at some point start going down because most people won't want to sell it until they see it go down significantly. It's just, the, it's just the truth of it. That's human nature. That's the emotional part. So when we have an advisor or we have funds, like I said, the target date or the allocation funds where that manager is built in internally, now we're taking our emotions out of the equation. As we get to the end of this episode, let's circle back around to the goal statement for today. If you can now say, I better understand how to view my winners and my losers, then you have succeeded in the main takeaway from today. So thank you for tuning in today and join us for next week's episode called We Can All Save Another $100, where we're going to cover just how powerful a little bit more, just a little bit more can be when we're young. Overall, if you're able to implement what we covered today, then that's fantastic. You have less to worry about than before, and you can focus more just on enjoying life. That's the whole goal. If you're wanting help with these things, though, or you have questions you need help in clarifying, check out the Ask Joe section on the show's website, enjoymore30s. That's enjoymore30s.com. You can also connect with me directly by visiting my wealth management firm, New Horizons Wealth Management at nhwmllc.com. Until next week, thanks for joining me today, and I look forward to connecting with you all again soon. The conversations on this show are Joe's opinions and provided for general information purposes only. They do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice for your specific situation. You should always seek appropriate advice from a financial advisor, accountant, lawyer, or other professional before acting upon any content or information found here first. Joe is affiliated with New Horizons Wealth Management, LLC, a branch office of TFS Securities, Inc., and TFS Advisory Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.